Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. On today's show, let's talk a little bit about, you know, tenants and landlords and the relationships between the two, because at the end of the day, that's what the rental industry is all about. It is all about tenants creating relationships with landlords, landlords create, creating relationships with tenants, and doing so in a legal way and in a way that assists both parties with a win-win situation. Now, not everything that goes on out there is win-win. There, there are some people out there that, that like to take advantage of you. Uh, could be a tenant, could be a landlord, not sure which. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about how you know, laws enter into the fray. And, you know, there are, we, we covered real estate law a little bit a couple shows ago. So if you missed that show, you can go to lifestylesunlimited.com. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. When you get there, click on the radio tab, and that will show you the uh, the recent podcast. You're looking for the one that's talking about uh, what is the law is basically the name of that that particular episode. But what we're talking about today is that you know legislation is changing in many states, and in in many states, it's making the landlord friendly states less friendly. What, what the heck does that mean? It means that the, the tide is turning a little bit, that, that states are becoming a little bit more tenant-friendly as opposed to landlord-friendly. And if you do a website search uh, on the Internet, <clears throat> what you're going to find is that, that there are landlord-friendly states, there are tenant-friendly states, and then there's everything in between. And what we're going to talk about today is a little bit about that legislation that is changing in many states to make them less landlord-friendly. So... Legislation recently passed or pending in many states is making them more tenant friendly and less landlord friendly, according to research conducted by a web website called Rent Cafe. And with Oregon passing the first in the nation rent control bill and California following suit and others thinking about doing the same thing, and Washington State considering extending the amount of time before a landlord can evict a tenant, it is clear that landlord-tenant laws are evolving in many places in the United States. In, in the recent study conducted by Rent Cafe, they compared and 
contrasted landlord-tenant laws in 50 states plus the District of Columbia. The study focused on 10 common aspects of the landlord-tenant relationship, which includes security deposits, rent increases, the warranty of habitability and eviction notices. It also created a ranking system based on the best and worst scenarios for renters and landlords. So let's get into a discussion of the most tenant-friendly states based on this research. You know, Vermont ranked the first among the renter-friendly states, followed closely by Delaware and Hawaii, Rhode Island, Arizona, the District of Columbia, Maine and Alaska statutes also seem to favor tenants over landlords, according to that study. Now, what about the more landlord-friendly states? Well, on the other end of the spectrum, the laws in Arkansas and West Virginia were the least friendly to their renters, with Louisiana, Georgia, Wyoming, North Carolina, Idaho, Ohio, Mississippi, and Colorado following. Arkansas and West Virginia registered the same uh, scale on uh, score on the scale, I should say. But since Arkansas is the only state where tenants can face, get this, criminal charges for failure to vacate, it earned last place in the uh, renter-friendly scale. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, it's something you need to take into consideration. So let's talk about how rental laws were shaped by regional culture. The, it's, it's good to know what's happened in the past because that has an effect on us in the present. You know, the United States is in some ways a nation of nations with each state having the right to create its own constitution and government. And over time, this facilitated the creation of very different laws and regulations with lo local culture and sensibilities playing a huge role in shaping the state's legislation. Now, in southern states, which relied mostly on agriculture during the first days of our nation, valued land ownership above all else and subsequently shaped their laws to protect landlords and their properties. Northern states, on the other hand, focused more on manufacturing and trade, encouraging constant immigration from Europe. Since most of the population worked in factories and lived in crowded cities, it only makes sense that eventually they developed more and more laws that regulated renting and actually gave renters a little bit better of consideration. Now, the mountain states, they also seem to mostly favor landlords, but probably because renting was less common and there wasn't much opposition from renters. Conversely, in areas where renters outnumbered owners, the laws lean towards protecting renters. So let me, let me just give you a kind of a, a quick analysis between two potential renters that are out there. Uh, let's say there's a guy that wants to rent in Arkansas, which is the least uh, tenant friendly, and there's a guy that wants to rent in Vermont, the most tenant friendly. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, the differences in, in the laws here. So the guy that wants to rent in Arkansas, he can't withhold rent if his landlord fails to provide essential services. He's got to pay regardless of what goes on. Now the guy residing in Vermont, he can withhold rent if if his landlord fails to provide essential services. See a difference in how the states interpret what is appropriate. Now, the guy that lives in Arkansas, he has to wait for his landlord to fix everything. The guy in Vermont, he can repair broken appliances in his home and deduct the costs from his rental check. Okay, now going back to Arkansas, there's no law in Arkansas regulating the, the notice landlords must give to increase rents. Whereas in Vermont, 
if the landlord wants to increase his rent, he must provide at least a 60-day notice. And going back to Arkansas, if the rent is five days late, uh, the tenant can get evicted immediately. The guy living in Vermont, if he falls behind on his rent, he gets a 14-day notice to remedy the situation or move. So just, just a little example between the, the best and the worst when it comes to renters. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to get back into these, these, this discussion on the tenant world. And, of course, landlords are a part of that on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370, the right choice. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. On today's show, we're talking a little bit about the tenant world and, and a look at the uh, the tenant and landlord relationships based on state statutes. You know, there, there's a there's a difference of, and I won't say opinion, but there's a difference in legal requirements when it comes to landlords and tenants. And there's 51 different rule books out there. You see, the the states all have the right to regulate what is appropriate for landlord-tenancy relationships based on what that state believes is correct. So depending on where you own property, you probably have property in, um, well, let me, let me restate that. Depending on where you own property will indicate what laws you must follow. So, you know, for instance, uh, if you have a law that allows you to evict somebody after being late five days in one state, that law may be completely different in another state that basically says something like, uh, you've got to give them 14 days notice to remedy the situation or move. So two completely different approaches to the same problem. You know, the relationship between landlords and tenants may sometimes prove tricky to manage, and problems emerge when either side doesn't hold up their end of the agreement. That's why it's so important for states to have concise and unbiased legislation in place so as to avoid any misunderstandings. And the security deposit is an issue that every renter faces at the beginning of a new lease. There are 10 states that limit the security deposit amount to the equivalent of one month's rent, or for unfurnished apartments on a one-year lease, basically. Among them are Hawaii, the District of Columbia, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Kansas. Now, not having to wait forever to get your security deposit back after any applicable deductions if you did something wrong at the end of your lease can also be a blessing, especially when you need to put money down on a new deposit for your next apartment or property. Renters in Montana are the luckiest in that regard as they'll get their 
their deposits back in no more than 10 days. In Hawaii, South Dakota, Nebraska, Arizona, and Vermont, landlords are required to return security deposits within 14 days. Now, here's another variance, another difference that, that you know, you've, you've got to take into consideration. And again, it boils down to understand your state and local laws. And if you live in the District of Columbia, you get the longest termination notice for non-payment of rent, 30 days. In, in the following five states, renters receive a 14-day notice, Vermont, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Massachusetts, and Tennessee. And renters in Georgia, Vermont, and Delaware receive a generous 60-day notice of rent increase from month-to-month contracts, uh, while those in Maine, Hawaii, and Nevada receive a 30-day notice. So in other words, if they're, if you're on a lease and then you're, you're not wanting to sign a lease, but the, the landlord and the tenant to agree to continue on a month-to-month basis, if the landlord chooses to raise the rent, they've got to give them a 60-day notice notice in in Georgia, Vermont, or Delaware, and they only have to give a 30-day notice in places like Maine, Hawaii, and Nevada. Now, Vermont might have the best laws for renters, but it's also one of the 24 states that doesn't set a limit for security deposits. So other examples are Georgia, Washington, Texas, Illinois, and New York. And being able to withhold rent for failure to provide essential services, such as heat, hot water, and electricity, is another law that many would consider, you know, common sense. Yet there are 11 states out there that don't specifically allow this. Personally, I believe that you need to provide all of those services, uh, regardless of whether the, the tenant is paying. And if the tenant's not paying, then there's there's different recourse that you can take to, to help that tenant find a new place to live. But 14 states empower landlords to use harsh me- measures like serving an unconditional quit notice against renters who violate their leases. Arizona, Hawaii, Virginia, Rhode Island, and South Carolina are some of those states. And to be fair, the situations in which this practice is allowed usually relates to serious breaches of the rental agreement, such as illegal drug possession or, or sales, uh, prostitution, or other criminal activities. But there are also states where this type of notice can be used for simply being laid on, on your rent. And that occurs in Georgia, South Carolina, and West Virginia as examples. And in eight states, including Maryland, Georgia, New Jersey, South Dakota, and Missouri, landlords have the option to immediately terminate a lease and file for eviction when a tenant is just a few days late on the rent. So different perspectives, different laws, different ways of engaging in the business. And when it really boils down to everything, you know, it's it's one of these things where You've, you've got to create a win-win situation. You've got to do the right things in order to, to attract the, the proper tenants. And if you're a tenant out there, you need to be looking at, you know, the, the different types of properties that are out there. And I'll tell you, if you're a tenant and, and you walk into, let's say, three different rental properties, and one of those rental properties is, is, is in great condition, it's, it's clean, it's comfortable, it, it feels like home when you walk into it, and the other two don't quite look that way, then chances are the, the one that's nicer is, is going to give you a better relationship with the landlord because if they 
they put the time and effort, now this is my opinion, of course, if they put the time and effort into the property, then they're probably going to put the time and effort into finding a quality tenant, in other words, you, and they're going to give you a great place to live, you're going to pay competitive market rents, and you're going to have a good experience. And and that's what we want for, for all of our tenants as, as life, Lifestyles Unlimited members. We want to make sure our, our tenants have clean, functional housing, that it is appropriate for their lifestyle, that, that it's it, it gives them that place that they can call home. It is very important. Now, what I want to do now is I want to share with you an, an incredible offer that our founder, Del Wamsley, is making with regards to membership in Lifestyles Unlimited. And this, this offer is for those of you that know that you're, you're ready to go. You're ready to get off the fence. You've been listening to this radio show for, for a week, a month, a year, however long it's been. And it's time for you to take the, the step forward and become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. What, what Del Wamsley is doing is he is, he is knocking an incredible 67% off the already affordable price. And for only $240, that's right, you heard me correctly, for only $240 for, for a year's membership, you can become a member in Lifestyles Unlimited. I'll tell you what, it is, it is a great experience. You're going you're gonna to have something that's going to change your life. And all you have to do is take action. So in order for you to take action, what you need to do is you need to go to a website called buymylifeback.com. That's buymylifeback.com. When you get there, I want you to just scroll down all the way to the bottom to where you put all the information in, and there's a little box down there that says um, promo code. I want you to put my name in there. It's Al, A-L, simple as that. Put the promo code of Al in there, click apply, and you'll watch the price dramatically change from the normal price of $740 all the way down to $240. That's the special that Dell is offering because he founded a new office in Phoenix, Arizona, and he wants to share the good news and the experiences with, with you out there that are on the fence. So get off the fence, take action, go to buymylifeback.com, enter the promo code of Al, Get that great deal of $240, and let's get working on changing your life. Let's, let's get working on showing you what the possibilities are. And at the end of the day, you will have made a great decision that will affect your life favorably for years to come. We'll be back right after this. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Well, did you do it? Did you go to buymylifeback.com and did you enter the promo code of Al? Did you see the price dramatically reduced by 67%? Did you enter your demographic information, your credit card information, and become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited? If you did, you're on the roadmap to success. You have no idea how much your life is about to change. For those of you still sitting on the fence, you're wrong. You need to do the right thing. Go to buymylifeback.com, enter the promo code of Al, and become a member of what we do. And I'll tell you what, you will be on the road to financial freedom. We can get you retired in five years or less. We can get you to stop relying on 401ks, IRAs, and pensions for your retirement plans. And we can show you how passive income can quickly replace your ordinary income and get you to that point of retirement. So what I'd like to do now is switch gears just a little bit 
I want to talk about some tips for landlords, and then later on in the show, I'll talk about some tips for tenants with regards to, you know, uh, what what to do when it when it comes to renting properties out. And these uh, simple suggestions I'm going to give you for landlords. Uh, will help your property management business run smoothly. And as a landlord, it can be difficult to manage all the different aspects of renting an apartment or a house. So here are some of the things I think you need to be concerned with. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling these off of a website called NOLO, which is a, uh, a legal site. And I think they're, quite frankly, some, some great tips that uh, you need to hear. So the, the first thing they recommend, and I strongly encourage it too, is screen your tenants. Don't rent to anyone before checking their credit history, their references, or their background. Haphazard screening and tenant selection too often result in problems such as tenants who pay the rent late or not at all. They trash your place and they let undesirable friends move in. Use a written rental application to properly screen your tenants and make sure you have a rental application from everyone who is 18 years or older that is identified to live in that property. You'd be surprised how many people um, let their their deadbeat uh, boyfriends or girlfriends in after they've rented a property. And, and you don't necessarily want that bad person in the property. Uh, you want to make sure that they're screened properly because they will provide wear and tear on your property. Now, I'm not saying that everybody out there that, you know, is, is a boyfriend or girlfriend is deadbeat. Don't, don't get me don't get me, first of all, don't get me started on it. But second of all, don't get me wrong. Uh, all I'm trying to point out is this. Make sure you're screening every applicant who's 18 years or older. You, you will be surprised at, uh, you know, the results you get. Be sure to use a written lease or month-to-month -month rental agreement to document the important facts of your relationship with the tenants, including the basics about rent payment and tenant responsibilities, as well as when and how you handle tenant complaints and repair problems, how much notice you give to you must give to enter the tenant's apartment, and so forth. I mean, a, a good comprehensive lease is going to cover all those things. Uh, when you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, we've got a very, very lengthy sample lease that we provide to you uh, that you can take to a real estate attorney and, and uh, adjust as necessary, uh, especially to make sure it complies with the, the states where you're operating your rental properties. The other thing I think is, is very important is this. If you don't have access to a rental lease, I mean, you can, you can search the web forum. Just be careful what you find. But you can go to uh, some of your real estate commissions, like the Texas Real Estate Commission offers uh, sample uh, contracts that you uh, may be of, of interest to you. And also the Apartment Association offers a sample contract. So, you know, get engaged, get involved, uh, and get yourself moving forward. Now, the other thing you need to do is you need to establish a fair system of settling, excuse me, setting, collecting, holding, and returning the deposits that uh, tenants pay up front as a security deposit. Inspect and document the condition of the rental unit before the tenant moves in to avoid disputes over security deposits when the tenant moves out. And check your state's laws to ensure you're handling security deposits correctly. Like I mentioned earlier in, in the show, there's, there's, a, there's a great difference depending on what state you're operating in uh, with regards to how you handle those security deposits. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I'm going to recommend you do 
is that you, you do a comprehensive walkthrough when the, the tenant moves in. You have them sign it to, to acknowledge that that's the state and condition of the property uh, when they take possession. And then you do that same walkthrough when they move out of the property and you, you compare basically apples to apples. And if there's any damage that's done, you, you identify it and let them know that, you know, that's probably coming out of the, the security deposit. Um, stay on top of maintenance and repairs needed and make repairs when requested. If the property is not kept in good repair, you'll alienate good tenants and they be, may be legally entitled to withhold rent, repair the problem, or deduct the cost from the rent, or even sue for injuries caused by defective conditions and or move out without giving notice. I mean, these are all things that could come into play depending on where your rental property is. and. You know, if you follow the Lifestyles Unlimited model, which is best product, best price for the best people, you're not going to have a problem with that because we're, you're going to do what we tell you to do, which is fix everything up to like new condition. If it can break in the first five years, make sure you replace it or repair it so that it's got at least a five-year lifespan. Uh, and then you don't have to worry about maintenance. Don't let your tenants and property become easy marks for criminals. Assess your property's security and take reasonable steps to protect it. Often the best measures such as proper lighting and trimming landscape are not terribly expensive. You know, you've got to provide secure properties for your tenant. And, and that's just one easy way to do it. And learn about your tenant's rights to privacy, okay? Notify your tenants whether you plan to enter the rental unit and provide as much notice as possible, at least 24 hours or the minimum amount stated by state law. There are some states out there that say you've got to have 48 hours notice. So make sure you know what the rules and laws are in, in your state. If there's a hazard, such as lead or mold on the property, you have to tell your tenants either before they move in or as soon as you become aware of the problem. And landlords are increasingly being held liable for tenant health problems resulting from exposure to environmental toxins in the rental premises. So make sure you check your state laws uh, for other landlord disclosures that you need to, to present. Choose and supervise your property manager carefully. If a manager commits a crime or is incompetent, you may be held financially liable. Do a thorough background check and spell out the manager's duties so as to help prevent problems down the road. And even if you're self-managing, you need to make sure you're complying with the law. Purchase enough liability and other property insurance. A well-designed insurance program pr can protect you from lawsuits by tenants for injuries or discrimination and from losses to your rental property caused by everything from fire and storms to burglary, burglary and vandalism. So make sure you've got the right insurance on there. One of the things that we recommend you get is loss of rent insurance so that you do have apparel and, and the, you have to let the tenant move out um, and there's no requirement to let them move back. You at least get paid while that tenant is not not in the property and while the, the property is going through remediation. And when it comes to disputes, try and resolve disputes with your tenants without lawyers and without lawsuits. If you have a conflict with your tenant over rent, deposits, repairs, access to the rental unit, noise, or some other issue that doesn't immediately warrant an eviction, meet with the tenant to see if the problem can be resolved informally. And if that doesn't work, consider mediation by a third party, okay? And that third party needs to be a neutral third party, uh, often available at little or no cost, believe it or not, from a publicly funded program. 
program. And if your dispute involves money and all attempts to reach agreement fail, try Small Claims Court where you can represent yourself. Small Claims Court is good for collecting unpaid rent or seeking money for property damage after a tenant moves out and the security deposit is exhausted. So these are just some things that uh, NOLO thinks you need to know about and quite frankly I believe you need to know about too. That's why I'm presenting the information to you. And when we come back from the break, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get onto the tenant side of the equation. Those those were the, the things that landlords need to consider. But if you're a tenant out there and you know you're going to be a tenant or you're an existing tenant and you're listening to the show, I'm going to give you some insight as to what your rights are when you own, or excuse me, not own, but rent a house or an apartment. And we'll be back on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show after this message. What would two to $500 extra income a month do for you? It's one of the five ways investment real estate earns money. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, we will show you how. Lifestyles Unlimited has been teaching people how to invest in real estate for 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. The first way is cash flow. Cash flow is the reason we seek passive income producing assets. When you have cash flow, you have income. You buy a piece of real estate where the rental income is greater than the monthly income by a decent margin. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about proper cash flow and other ways that real estate makes you money. To learn how to attend a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com and learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com, lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Warning, listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, we're just kind of talking about the tenant world. You know, we're looking at uh, tenant and landlord relationships based on state statutes. And, you know, is one of the things that we pointed out, um, depending on where your rental properties are, that dictates what you can and cannot do with regards to a lot of things associated with your rental property. Uh, so as a landlord, make sure you're, you're understanding what the laws are for the areas you operate in. For instance, um, I, I own rental properties in Kansas, okay? I live in Texas. I would tell you the, uh, the two states are very different when it comes to how they approach the landlord-tenancy relationship. Um, you know, I can do certain things in Texas that I can't do in, in Kansas. It's just the way it is. Um, it doesn't mean I'm trying to get over on any of my tenants. It just means that I have to understand the operating environment that I'm working within. And what I'd like to do right now 
I'd like to kind of just turn the table. I, I, what I'd like to do is talk to those of you out there that are tenants. Um, and, you know, I, I want to thank you for being a tenant. Number one, you're very important to our business model. Um, it's, it's how we make money in real estate is by providing that clean, functional housing that, that you want. And by the way, you can always come over to our side of the table. We would love to have you on, on the, the landlord side, too. Uh, and Believe it or not, we have a lot of Lifestyles Unlimited members that are tenants in properties, but they own residential income producing properties. And what they found is that it's actually easier to qualify for those those properties because they didn't have a burn, the burden of owning their own personal residence. I don't know how that works, but it works out well for them. But let me let me talk to you tenants out there and let's see if we can let you help you know your rights when you rent a house or an apartment. And and these are things that I think that can just make your life easier as well as the landlord that you're dealing with. And the first thing you need to do is this. You need to bring all of your paperwork to the application. The, the best way to win over a prospective landlord is to be prepared. To get competitive edge over other applicants, bring the following items when you meet with a landlord. You ready? Go ahead and write these down. The completed rental application. That landlord is going to give you an application. You need to fill it out in its entirety. Don't leave stuff blank, okay? If, if there's something that doesn't apply to you, just put NA so that it, you know, so the landlord knows it's, it's not applicable to you. But make sure you go through everything because what you're going to convey to the, the landlord is an attention to detail. And, and that is important. We want our, we want our tenants to have, uh, some attention to detail. Make sure you bring some written references from other landlords. Yeah, you can get those. You, you can go to a current landlord or a previous landlord and say, hey, would you write me a letter saying, you know, that what my how I was as, as a tenant? And I will tell you, I have written letters for tenants that were great tenants for me that asked for those things. And, you know, as, as a landlord, I'm going to call your last landlord and I'm going to call the one prior to that. But if I've got those those letters from those landlords, it's going to be a very short conversation. I'm just going to basically call and verify that uh, you rented those properties. I'm going to say thank you very much for the information you provided in the letters. I've got a copy of it. And that's pretty much how, how long that conversation needs to go. If it's more than 30 seconds, then, then we're talking about other things. Um, bring references from your employers or colleagues. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's okay to get your, your, your landlord to write you a reference, or excuse me, your employer to write you a reference that says, hey, Joe Blow works for me full-time, um, makes a wage of blah, 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 and, and that's a good letter to, to bring to me as a landlord. And any letters you get from co colleagues you know, that basically say, hey, Joe Blow, he's a great, upstanding guy, and uh, you know, I've known him for five years, and I've never had seen or had any issues with this guy. I've always seen him pay his rent on time you know, whatever it says. Uh, you know, do you have to have all those things? You don't have to have all those things, but it'd be nice if you did have all those things. And also, if you've got a copy of your current re credit report, go ahead and bring that along with you because what, what you're conveying to the landlord is, go ahead and run my credit. It's okay. Uh, oh, by the way, here's my current credit report. So when you run my credit, you're going to see that it matches up and I'm not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. I will tell you, it's going to put you in the best light possible with, with any prospective landlord. Now, the next thing you've got to do as a tenant 
is carefully review all the conditions of the tenancy before you sign on the dotted line. In other words, before you sign your lease. Your lease or rental agreement may contain a provision that you find unacceptable. For instance, restrictions on guests or pets or design alterations or running a home business. Make sure if those things are in the lease and they're in conflict with what you're wanting to do, you either get some type of permission to, you know, have those things removed from the lease or you basically say, you know what, this isn't going to work out for me and you move on to the next property. Get everything in writing. To, to avoid disputes or misunderstandings with your landlord, get everything in writing. Keep copies of any correspondence and follow up an oral agreement with a letter setting out your understandings, okay? Because remember, oral agreements in my world are nothing but rumors, okay? So for example, if you ask your landlord to make repairs, put your request in writing and keep a copy for yourself. If the landlord agrees orally, send a letter confirming this, okay? Hey, on, on XYZ day, you said you would fix the garage door. I'm just sending this letter confirmed uh, to memorialize the fact that you and I had that conversation. Boom, done. Protects you, okay? Protect your privacy rights. Okay, next to disputes over rent or security deposits, one of the most common and emotion-filled misunderstandings arises over the tension between a landlord's right to enter a rental unit and a tenant's right to be left alone. And if you understand your privacy rights, for example, the amount of notice your landlord must provide to you before entering the property, it will be easier to protect those rights. And remember, a lot of those states dictate uh, what that minimum timeline is. So if your landlord doesn't know it, you should know. It. And the other thing I want you to do is I want you to demand repairs. Know your rights to live in a habitable rental unit and don't give them up. The vast majority of landlords are required to offer their tenants livable premises, including adequate weatherproofing, heat, water, and electricity, and clean, sanitary, and structurally safe premises. If your rental unit is not kept up in good repair, you have a number of options, ranging from withholding a portion of the rent, to paying for repairs and detecting the cost from your rent, to calling the building inspector, who may order the landlord to make repairs, to, to moving out without liability to your future rent. But again, like I said earlier in the show, make sure you understand the laws that benefit or don't benefit you in that particular particular case. And I'll tell you, if you're, if you're running from a Lifestyles Unlimited member, the, the, the reality is you're just going to have a good experience there because we're going to make sure everything is up and running and, and clean and functional before you even move in. Another thing you can do is talk to the landlord. Keep communication open with your landlord, and if there's a problem, for example, if the landlord is slow to make repairs, talk it over to see if the issue can be resolved before getting into a nasty legal battle. Sometimes it's just a breakdown in communication that, that causes that problem, and if you're having one-on-one -on -one dialogue, you know, you can many times remedy that situation. Now, here's one that you, you absolutely need to do. You need to purchase renter's insurance. You know, your landlord's insurance policy will not cover your losses due to theft or damage. And renter's insurance also covers you if you're sued by someone who claims to have been injured in your rental due to your carelessness. Renter's insurance uh, policies typically run anywhere from like $350 a year for a $50,000 policy that covers loss due to theft or damage caused by other people or natural disasters. And if you don't need that much coverage, that's fine. There are cheaper policies out there. 
And here's the other thing I want you to do. I want you to protect your security deposit. So to protect yourself and avoid any misunderstandings, make sure your lease or rental agreement is clear on the use and refund of your security deposit, including allowable deductions. When you move in, do a walkthrough with the landlord to record existing damage to the premise on a move-in statement or checklist. Remember, I talked about that earlier when I was going over the landlord side. Now we're on the tenant side. That applies to you, too. You want to make sure you understand what the, what the condition of that property is before you take possession. Make sure you're protecting your safety. Learn whether your building or neighborhood are safe and what you can expect your landlord to do about it if they aren't. Get copies of any state or local laws that require safety devices such as deadbolts and window locks uh, or even peepholes. And check out the property's vulnerability to intrusion by a criminal and learn whether criminal incidents have already occurred on the property or nearby. And if a crime is highly likely, your landlord may be obligated to take some steps to protect you. So again, get into the law, understand what the law is. And here's here's one that I hope you don't have to deal with, but it's something we need to talk about. It's dealing with an eviction properly and know when to fight an eviction notice and when to move. If you feel the landlord is clearly in the wrong, for example, you haven't received proper notice, the premises are uninhabitable, uh, you may have to fight the eviction. But unless you have the law and provable facts on your side, fighting an eviction notice can be short-sighted. And if you lose an eviction lawsuit, you may end up hundreds or even thousands of dollars in debt, which will damage your credit rating and your ability to easily rent from future landlords. So those are my, my tips and tactics for landlords. Those are my tips and tactics for tenants. And at the end of the day, I want everybody to come together in a win-win situation, know the law, respect the law, respect each other, and everything will turn out fine. And remember, everything we do at Lifestyles Unlimited is not about the money, but it's all about achieving that lifestyle. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the math? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.